You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom... You knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have tuned in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. Connect with us for powerful, life-changing teaching and guest interviews that will inspire you with hope and equip you with the knowledge and skills needed to fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of God. Now, here is Glenn Blakeney. Harry Way. So my name is Glenn Blakeney of Awake Nations Ministries. And guys, I just want to take a moment and just let you know a little bit about what the Lord is doing through our ministry in particular and how you can potentially connect. So we've started a network, so to speak, called the Kingdom Community. And the Kingdom Community is all about bringing God's people together so that we're not just individuals doing our own thing kind of autonomously, but we're coming together as a body to fulfill the Great Commission, to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. We would love for you guys to know more about the kingdom community. We offer training, we offer connection, we offer covering and in different ways. So if you're interested in knowing more about kingdom community, just go to awakenations.org forward slash community, awakenations.org forward slash community. You can also search for the Kingdom Community Facebook group and look for Awake Nations in brackets, and you can be part of our Facebook group as well. We have an exciting uh, time prepared for you in terms of equipping you to get ready for the season that we are in, because I really believe we're stepping into a great season of harvest. And one of the things that we're doing is offering free training for the body of Christ. Starting in July through December, just once a month, we're offering uh, two-hour sessions on these respective topics. Number one, the gospel of the kingdom, understanding the kingdom. That's what Jesus preached. That's what the apostles preached and demonstrated. And then secondly, shifting to an apostolic expression or an apostolic paradigm of ministry. Maybe you're a pastor, you're a leader, you have a home group, a house church, and you're saying, look, I really want to shift into the apostolic. And by that, we mean what we see happening in the book of Acts, equipping the saints according to Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, so that we come into the full and complete measure of the stature of Jesus Christ and that we are doing ministry according to the gifts that God has given to us as one body coming together regardless of denominations and so on. And I really believe this is a time and a season when God is bringing his people together, but we need to be fitly joined together based on the truth of God's word 
and build on the right foundation and pattern, which is so clearly taught by Jesus and the apostles in the New Testament. So thank you guys so much. If you'd like to be added to our email list, just go to awakenations.org and you can subscribe and we'll send you more information. Now, in addition to that, guys, we have today an incredible interview. I'm telling you that you are going to be really blessed by this interview today with my guest, Jackie Ford. Jackie's originally from Australia. She's currently here in the United States and she's been involved in, in uh, outreach and evangelism here and, and training. I'll let her tell us more about that. And uh, Jackie preaches the uncompromised gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness and the power of the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders following. She is a quintessential evangelist. She is an evangelist who is getting it done, guys. She is out there. She's on the streets. She's in the marketplace. She's seeing people come to Jesus and encountering the Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jackie is our guest today, guys. Just go ahead, hit the share button once again. Let's get this out there so that more people are going to hear this interview. There's going to be a time of ministry as well as sharing today. We're going to be praying for you that God is going to do something powerful in your life and launching you into this season with great effectiveness and boldness in the Holy Spirit. So I just want to encourage you guys to just share this broadcast one more time. And without any more hesitation, I am going to bring Jackie on to the broadcast. Thank you so much, Jackie, for agreeing to be with us today. It is really an honor for us to have you on the broadcast. Hi, Glenn. It's so wonderful to see you. And hi, everyone as well in your amazing kingdom community. It's such a privilege and an honor to talk with you today. Amen. And we look forward to hearing what the Lord has been, um, you know, just pouring into you, because really that's what ministry is. We, we pour out what God has poured into us. And it's so important that we keep that, um, you know, that stream flowing into us. Without that, we cannot do effective ministry. That's why people burn out. But the Lord said he gives us rest. He gives us power so that we can do these things. And, and you know, obviously we need to take we, we need to take care of ourselves. I'm not, I'm not negating that, but there's a supernatural dimension to ministry. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power, dunamis, divine ability to be witnesses. And we want to talk about that power today, how that power got a hold of you, Jackie, and uh, has launched you out into the ministry that you have uh, right now, which is, is a powerful ministry, Heaven's Harvest. Uh, Jackie, let's just share with, with those who are listening, watching the broadcast right now. How did you come to Christ? Tell us about that journey. <laughs> well, it was around 13 years ago. And uh, actually at the time I was in working in Australian media, I had a six-figure job. I had what looked wonderful to the world. Um, but behind the scenes, I was also doing things like snorting cocaine and I was partying pretty hard. Uh, I bought some real estate, traveling the world. I pretty much had a disposable income. I was in my 20s. And I remember I got to this point where I thought, what is the purpose of my life? And I remember it was about three o'clock in the morning and I'd had this crazy bender of a weekend. And um, I remember a little lady in the city, she came up to me at McDonald's at three o'clock in the morning and she pointed her finger at me and she said, do you know your purpose? 
And it was like a rock that was crying out and God will use the rocks to cry out for us. And so this woman said, do you know your purpose? And I thought in my head and in my heart, I thought, no, I don't know my purpose. And all of a sudden I realized that, you know, I was like a whitewashed tomb and the things around me, they look so wonderful, but on the inside, I was really desperate for love. And I went through some terrible traumatic situations and I came out the other side and I thought, man, what is my purpose in this life? Why do I actually exist? Why was I put upon the earth? And I started thinking and contemplating the traumas and the issues of life. And I thought, well, I may as well save myself some pain and just finish my life right now. And I remember being at the beach and I was like desperate. I thought, What is the point of my life? I may as well go to dust now and I'll save myself so much more pain. And I remember looking out at the ocean and I was literally looking out at the ocean thinking, if there is a God, if he actually exists, then I'm way smaller in the scheme of, you know, the universe and creation. I'm not even the size of the ratio of a tiny little ant, the tiny little, littlest tiny little speck in comparison to the whole of creation. And I remember thinking that, but I remember something inside of me rose up and I said, God, if you are real, if you actually exist, then you need to come right now. And I prayed that prayer and I meant it with my whole heart because I've actually already chosen how I was going to end my life and I knew what I was going to do. And I said to God, if you don't come right now, then you know what I'm going to do. So you either come and if you don't, then that's it. I'm going to finish my life. And I was at the beach wearing these big sunglasses and I remember just sitting there just crying out with every fibre of my being. And all of a sudden a woman walked up to me And she put in my hands a yellow sunflower (laughs) at the beach. She put in my hands a yellow sunflower and I looked at that flower and I thought, oh, my goodness, like it was so supernatural. And I looked at the flower and then she started to move off. And so I turned to say thank you to her because I knew it was God answering my prayer. And so I turned to say thank you to her. And as I turned, she disappeared. Wow. And after that encounter, wow. I read in the Bible that says we could be entertaining angels and never wow. not. Yeah, exactly. So, isn't that amazing? So God sent that woman, but I believe in my heart it was an angel that the God over all of creation sent to show me that he actually exists. And my heart turned towards him. And then I knew that the Lord of all creation had his eyes upon me. And so I started worshiping him even in my bedroom and I was so hungry for the presence of God I would go to like four or five services per week and I would go because the only place at that point that I would have peace was in the presence of God in worship it says he inhabits the praises of his people and I would take these worship CDs home back in the day and I would put the worship CDs on And I would listen to them over and over and over and the lyrics started renewing my mind and I would worship and then the Holy Spirit would come into my room and start consuming me. And then I'd start feeling his power and I knew, I knew, I was like, God is supernatural. He's in my life. So he marked me. Awesome. Wow. So powerful, Jackie. And that's the first time, obviously, I've heard your testimony, really. 
Oh, that's incredible to see God do that. And, you know, those are what the Bible calls signs and wonders. And a sign that makes you wonder, a sign points you to a destination ultimately. And that that sign of that woman giving that sunflower on the beach is, you know, obviously clearly pointing you to Jesus Christ and and bringing you to that place of, of knowing him and encountering him and and being saved. And, and so how has uh, your relationship, and that's what we... Obviously, it is. It's a relationship with him. And we're talking about worshiping him, which is intimacy. It's, you know, it says in John 17, 3, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And yes. the Greek word uh, is, is ginosko, which means intimately, personally, in the most intimate way of knowing someone. And how has that encounter and, and your relationship with the Lord transformed your life? Well, in many ways, and I'll just say this, Glenn, that not long after that, I remember being in worship and I was at a church called Jubilee Church in Sydney, Australia. So I'm Australian and I remember I was worshiping the Lord and and literally my pastor just tapped me on the shoulder and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost just went through my whole body and I went bang and I hit the floor and for 45 minutes I shook and shook and shook under the raw power of God. I couldn't even like turn over because my body was so consumed with fire and love. All of my veins were filled. It was like liquid love consumed every fiber of my being and God healed me of post-traumatic stress disorder. He stamped his fingerprints upon my life in such a way he he showed me he gave me his heart he took out my heart of stone and he gave me a heart of flesh and he saw in that moment I knew that that was the real raw power of the living God and that he was inside of me because the word of God says that the spirit of the man is the lampstand of the Lord and so he illuminates himself from within us but when we praise him when we worship him you see I got baptized then with the Holy Spirit and fire and so he came to set fire to the earth and how he wished it was already kindled. You know, John the Baptist said there's one coming that I'm not even worthy to untie his sandal straps. And John the Baptist, you know, he baptized in water, but Jesus baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. He baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And so that is the one that John the Baptist was talking about. And we need that fire. We need the spirit and the power of Elijah. We need to run the chariots. We need to not be literally, we must not not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we'll know the good and perfect pleasing will of God. So we can only have the renewal of our minds by encountering him. And that's through the word. It's through, you know, the, the, the written word, you know, the logos, but it's also through the Rima word. And so he quickens the Rima word to our spirits. And so he does that when we read his word, but he does that as well when we seek his face. And it's that revelatory power of the living God where, you know, my relationship with him, he is my father. He is my best friend. He is my champion. He is my all. He is my everything. You know, we just had... Father's Day in America uh, just one week ago. And the yes. thing is, I have my my earthly father, 
you know, he growing up, he was an atheist and then he came to Jesus and I praise God he did. He's actually in heaven now. My dad passed away two years ago and I sang amazing grace over him as he breathed his last breath and he went to Jesus. But on Father's Day, someone said to me very compassionately, they asked me and they wanted to bless me because it's Father's Day. Here's the thing. Since my father has gone to heaven, gone to the Father, I've, I feel even more so. My pursuit of God is even more so. You know, the sufferings of this present time are not even worthy to the glory that will be revealed. And we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And my dad used to say to me, I'd say, I have the best dad in the world. And my dad would say to me, no. I have a better dad, your yeah. father in heaven. And so yeah. I know our father in heaven, we mustn't look to our earthly dads as, you know, they're not perfect. Human beings are not perfect, but I have a father in heaven and he has no variation and he has no shadow of turning and he's always good. And so my heart is to know him in every place, every fiber of my being. And that's how I live my life, led by him. You know, I want to want to understand his will and his ways and his word. And so that comes by spending time with him. Amen. Amen. So good. And, and you know, people that are watching right now, they may be their eyes, their focus is on their earthly parents or it could be friends or other people. And, you know, even even spiritual leaders, pastors and others, you know, no one is perfect and people make mistakes. But ultimately, we're told in the scripture to put our eyes upon Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And so that's an important lesson to learn. And there are many people, especially glad to hear that the Lord showed you that and taught you that, because there are many people that come to Christ and something happens where they experience, you know, something disappointing, you know, and, and I was talking with someone the other day that we're going to be bringing on in a future broadcast, and she grew up in very abusive background and was in a church where, where there was just so much uh, drama and disappointment, and, and it turned her away from the Lord. And then later on, when she came back to the Lord, she realized, you know, that her eyes were on man and not on God. And I'll think about Jesus when he said to Peter, all the disciples in John 6, when he was preaching a strong word, you know, he talked about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And at that point, many turned away from following him. And, and he looked at Peter and the disciples and he said, do you want to leave also? And Peter said, Lord, where are we going to go? I mean, you alone have the words of life. And, and that's so important that we understand that. And so obviously, your spiritual journey with God is in where you are today is because your focus has been on the Lord. Amen. And I think sometimes we look at situations in life and yeah, I've been saying this a lot to people lately, even on the streets as well, because I evangelize a lot. And I think one thing that people do that aren't walking with the Lord is when trials and tribulations happen in life and they point the finger at God and they say, God, why did you allow that happen? The truth is that human beings are not robots. We live a for, in a very, very fallen world and, and we can't look to people to fulfill our destiny. We can't look to people to bring us a sense of self-worth. Yes, situations we go through in life, they hurt us, but we can't live our life out of a heart position of offense. 
we must lay down our offenses because offenses can actually produce in our own hearts despondency and apathy and complacency. You know, Glenn, one of the things that I went through last year is um, I went through some very terrible uh, family tragedies. Oh, and no. uh, it's terrible when things happen unexpectedly, right? Things happen right. and we think, man, why did that happen? It's painful. It's hurtful. Betrayal happens. Things happen, you know. But Jesus said, you know, how do we overcome the world? By our faith. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the unseen. But last year when I went through certain things, what happened inside of me? You know, I started reading the old Franklin Hall prayer and fasting books because I was like, Lord, these generals in the faith, they knew something that we need to possess. As a generation of forerunning revivalists, as people of God who are called to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And, right. and I really believe that the thing is that when we go through things, we must not look at the situations as our threshold of who Jesus Christ is or how he will manifest on the earth. Our threshold is the word of God. And so anything that does not line up to the word of God, we must actually repent from. Right. I live a life of repentance, Glenn. I live a life, I live a repentant life. And so the Lord showed me through reading Franklin Hall, prayer and fasting, because when we fast and pray, because prayer keeps our eyes upon Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Yes. And so we need to actually endure these situations of life. Not only that, we have an advocate. Right. We have an advocate and Jesus is constantly interceding on our behalf when we petition the Lord. Here's the thing is that sometimes when we pray, it's the groanings of the spirit. And sometimes I spend hours groaning. I don't even know what I say, I'm saying to Jesus, but I, I let the Holy Spirit pray through me. And I know the Holy Spirit is constantly interceding on my behalf. But last year, the Lord told me, he said, Jackie, go on a 40-day fast. I said, I'm going to cry out for a generation because I believe that the darkness, there's darkness on the on the earth, but the light, the darkness cannot comprehend the light and it cannot extinguish it. So we need to let our light shine before men. So I started prayer and fasting and for 40 days and I cried out for this generation. You know, I cried out for our generation and Lord spoke to me so clearly through this time of prayer and fasting. He said, Jackie, because we can only give away what we've got. He said, you, you're actually fasting your unbelief, you're fasting your apathy and you're fasting your own complacency. Amen. I live a repentant lifestyle. And so I had to ask God and work with the Holy Spirit. You know, what things do I have apathy for in my life? You know, right. I stood in the gap for my father, for a brain tumor to be fully healed. And my dad did not get healed. The thing is that we blame God for the things that the devil does. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus Christ, he came for life and he came for life more abundantly. And so when I when I minister to people on the streets or even the people of God, we have these stumbling blocks, a rock of offense. And so we need to actually repent of those things. Lord, I repent from my false believing. I repent of blaming you. I repent of my repent of my own complacency. I repent of my own hypocrisy. I don't want to be double-minded. I want to be singular-minded. So I live a life of repentance. 
But I do it because when we repent, we see clearly. We can see him clearly. We want to see him rightly and for who he is. And it removes those obstacles, the murkiness, the challenges, because we want to move in the power of God. And so we want to be a clean, a pure vessel. You know, even uh, Peter's vision where he saw the sheet coming down with the four animals and he, and he said, um, you know, I haven't eaten anything unclean. And Jesus said, you know, don't call impure what I call pure. Don't call unholy what I call holy. And I feel like he's really calling us to a place of holiness. And he wants to break off the apathy. And he wants to break off the complacency. We can't project a gospel that we're not living because it makes us hypocrites. And I won't be a hypocrite. You know, last night I was breaking bread and having communion with uh, five other women of, of God and we were breaking bread together. And so we were actually, we were decreeing the blood and the blood of Jesus is the most powerful life force. The blood of Jesus is well able to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons and freely we receive and freely give. But in order to operate out of that, you know, it's not that we need anything else. Like he's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we need the spirit of wisdom. We need the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of God. We need to have more understanding of Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory, so that we can manifest that miracle working power on the earth. Because this world is broken and we only have one Savior and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And, and I'm so glad to hear you share that. You know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit older than you and uh, <laughs> been walking with the Lord for a long time and been in ministry for a long time. And when I remember when I first came to the Lord, my personal experience was I was baptized in fire and the call of God came to me supernaturally. But one of the things the Lord taught me, and it's not about me today, but one of the things the Lord showed me was the importance of a consecrated life. And if I'm fully consecrated to him and surrendered to him, there will be a power and an anointing on my life. And you talked about those enemies that really, uh, you know, scripture says, do not put out the spirit's fire, quench not uh, the spirit in First Thessalonians 5. And, and you know, we you can put out a fire two ways. Number one, you can you can throw something on it, like water or a wet blanket even, and that will quench it. it. It will extinguish it. But another way is simply refusing to add fuel. Like if you stop putting, stoking the fire, in other words, that fire will burn out. And so often that happens. Either the things of the world we throw are like a wet blanket to quench the Holy Spirit, or we just become complacent in our pursuit of God in his presence and then that ends up quenching the spirit. So it's so important. And as you were talking about being set apart to God and dealing with these things of the heart, this is what I have been crying out for, particularly for this generation now, because we went through a phase where it was all about grace and oh, we don't have to do anything. We don't even have to pray, you know? And I was like, and, and the problem with that is obviously it's not scriptural. <laughs> and Jesus himself had to pray. Uh, but I was thinking about this passage in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and, and this is the message. I just want to share this. This is the passage that says that we need to be a vessel of honor. 
instead of a vessel of dishonor, a vessel of honor. And in the message, it says in a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers are used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. So become that kind of container, that vessel of honor that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. You have been doing that, Jackie, and kudos to you, you know, props to you. Well done. Um, I just say thank you, Lord, for what uh, you've been doing in Jackie and her submission to your will. But let's talk about what you're doing in ministry and, and some of the things that you're seeing, even in recent times. Yeah, so actually I have a ministry, it's called Heaven's Harvest. And uh, it's actually a vision that I had where you know, I was really in prayer and petition and I went, yes, you can, if anyone wants to uh, email me or they want further information, it's info at heavensharvest.org. And so Heaven's Harvest is uh, partnering with the ministering angels, the harvesting angels, because the harvest is ripe and the laborers are few. So we're praying to the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers. And so it talks about in Revelation how the angels will come with a sickle. And so I had an encounter where I saw the earth and angels were rushing past me so fast. And they had in their uh, hands and they had harvesting nets and they were casting these harvesting nets all across the earth and pulling in the harvest and pulling in the harvest. And I said, Lord, is that a global harvest? And he said, no, Jackie, it's heaven's harvest. Heaven is harvesting the earth. And see, we know that angels are ministering spirits, sent to help the heirs of salvation. And so we actually co-labor with heaven, and I believe it's the end times harvest because it's our end times harvest because this is the only time we can harvest the earth, right? So we must live in urgency, you know, to the gospel because it's appointed unto each man to die once. And so there's an appointment for each person. There's an urgency. You know, it not only says that, you know, it doesn't just say today's the day of salvation. It says now is the time of salvation. And so actually I have that urgency in my spirit. And, you know, Glenn, I've been so, so outrageously blessed. You know, I've been a boot camp student this year with Christ for All Nations, and I've been preaching the gospel for a long time. But I feel like the Lord just said, Jackie, just go, go, because when I was crying out for our generation in those 40 days, which... (laughs) I cry out all the time. But prayer and fasting, it shifts something in the spirit. It moves everything out of the way inside of us. (laughs) And so as I was praying and fasting, I received an email last year from Christ for All Nations. You know, I took that as a divine invitation from God to come here and to be a part of what Christ for All Nations is doing and uh, for further training for evangelism. And so I did three months of boot camp with Christ for All Nations here in Orlando, Florida. And it was a massive blessing because I've been harvesting for a long time, but it's so amazing to link arms because it's a combined harvester. 
And so one can set a thousand to flight and two can set 10,000 to flight. And so how many more when revivalists, evangelists, the body of Christ working together, when we harvest together, um, that's amazing. There's a multiplication. There's a duplication. The Lord told me to duplicate myself because uh, even you would know as well, Glenn, being a fivefold minister, you know, we need to be obedient to what God is calling us to at this point in time. And as a fivefold evangelist, it's not just about me saving souls, but also as well empowering other people exactly, to evangelize exactly. as well, to duplicate, or to replicate. And that's actually the office as well where it talks about, you know, Ephesians 4, where, you know, the, the office is actually to build up the body for the work of the ministry, right? Yeah. And so it's to serve the body of Christ, it's the, to serve the church. That's what the office is actually for. And I'll say to this, if there's any evangelist watching where you say, I want to start my ministry, you know, you, you know, maybe you feel like a lone ranger. I want to say, right. use your gifts to serve the body. Yeah. If you want to launch your ministry, then launch into serving the body of Christ. Take one or two, five. Ten people out from your local church with the, with the permission of your pastor and start building them up. Build them up to yeah. proclaim. Build them up to lead the lost and the broken. And as you build them up, God will show you that the gates of Hades will not prevail. And he'll show you. And if you're actually called, you say, I'm an evangelist, you know, we need to, if we're one or two steps ahead of someone else, then help them, lift them up as well because we need to build up the body. And the other thing I'll say, Glenn, is that, the you know, the, the foot can't say to the knee, I have no need of you. And the hand can't say to the elbow, I have no use of you. And so we must, actually, the body must come together. And it, that's actually maturity as well. That's maturity for the body. So at the moment, um, after boot camp, we had initiation and I went to Tanzania and all of us boot camp students, um, I think there was uh, 96 boot camp students and we won 316 souls, uh, decisions, documented decisions for Jesus Christ in Tanzania, which was very, very wild. It was such a wild time. Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. And so actually Christ for All Nations um, and evangelist Daniel Kalanda, who is such an amazing man of God, and he's, you know, my leader at the moment. I'm, I'm serving him and serving uh, Christ for All Nations and Nations Church. So there's a church plant happening here in beautiful Orlando. And so right. I chose to lay down my ego, logo, or agenda to serve the ministry. And so I get to win souls for Nations Church. And so that's my agenda at the moment. And I'm co-laboring with some other amazing, up-and-coming, wild evangelists that totally blow my mind. And uh, we run, actually, at the moment, Friday Night Evangelism. 
uh, for Nations Church in downtown Orlando. Everyone's welcome to come at 8 p.m. And so we're doing that. And I think last Friday night we had around 50 souls saved. The Friday night before, I think it was 43 salvations. So we're really running hard after souls. Um, and then last week, actually, we uh, the place that I'm staying, we have home group. And last week we had 30 people uh, baptized in water. But not only baptized in water, we also baptized them in the Holy Ghost and fire. And it was crazy deliverance. It was deliverance. There were people who were casting out demons, you know, out of people in the pool. There were whole families getting baptized. Mothers were handing me their children. I baptized a young baby in the water. Um, I had, you know, couples being restored, being baptized in the water, but also in fire. And so God is moving here. And I actually, Jesse Green, you would know Jesse Green. She posted this the other day, and it's a quote by Charles Finney. And it says, backslidden Christians will be brought to repentance. A revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. Amen. Yeah, That's what so revival right. is. It's, it's a oh, renewed yeah. obedience towards God. And so I believe that is the significance of baptism. And there's even people coming, maybe they've been baptized before. You know, some people say, I was baptized 10 years ago, but I slid backwards and now I'm sliding forwards. And you know what? They're leaving the old man, the dead man in the water, and they're coming out of that water and the fire of God is coming upon their lives. And they're coming out and they're speaking their heavenly language. And so actually we're having more baptisms tonight because people are going, how can I get baptized? I want to be baptized in fire. I want to leave the old man behind because, you know, baptism, it's a symbolism of, you know, we co-crucified with Christ and we come out of that water. We're co-raised with Jesus Christ. And so we leave the old man behind in the water. And so I, I love baptizing people. Hey, you're preaching the gospel there, sister. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, it's true, right? Like I know some people get all hung up on Acts 2.38, um, but it says, you know, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And that's it. It's so simple, guys. And that's what the Lord wants to do. When people really repent and turn to the Lord, they're going to, we baptize them in water, of course. And then, then the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you mentioned deliverance. I've seen that happen so many times. And that's really the operation of the kingdom at work. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 7, 8, as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said about, you know, healing the sick, casting out demons, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead, freely receive, freely give. And that's the demonstration of the kingdom and the gospel of the kingdom. I'm writing a book right now on the gospel of the kingdom, rediscovering, restoring the gospel of the kingdom, because the kingdom is not in word, but it's in power. And you you guys are doing this. So that's so awesome. And what I just want to comment on, Jackie, that is so important for everyone to hear is we have uh, a lot of revivalists and, and individuals, evangelists, that are active in ministry, but for one reason or the other, and I'm not putting the blame solely on them, they've never connected to the body. And it's like body parts strewn, you know, all over. I, I recently had the Holy Spirit lead me to Ezekiel 37, to the Valley of the Dry Bones, where these bones are not, they're disconnected, but they're also scattered. 
And before the, the breath of God is breathed in and this body forms, the bones have to come together. And Ephesians 4, with one of the definitions of the word equip, is actually the bringing together of bones. And, you know, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9 or 10, it actually uses the three words in English, uh, fitly joined together. And it's the Greek word, kartortizo, which is equipped, bringing together. And, and that's what we're seeing in this hour. I really believe this is the heart of the Father, the fivefold coming together, actually functioning together and, and in, in collaboration and, and seeing people saved, uh, healed, delivered, and discipled and established in the community of God as well. And so I'm so excited to hear you share about that. I'd love to have you come on our Kingdom Community broadcast sometime. Uh, not a broadcast, it's like a private Zoom meeting with leaders from all over the world and talk about this, how the evangelists and, and can do that. And the last thing I wanna say is you rightly, uh, you just, I mean, you just smashed it when you said the evangelist is to equip the others to do that. The office of the evangelist so important that that's happening as well. And I want to just say to pastors and those who, who are leading churches right now or networks, guys, you we have to make room for the fivefold. We have to, those who are revivalists and evangelists and others, we need to bring them in and support them and pray for them and cover them and 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 just do whatever we can to bless them. And, and so we need this coming together in this season because uh, together we can do so much more. There's synergy and and uh, there's there's just power that happens when we come together. So this is so powerful, Jackie, what you're sharing. That's my heart to see God's people come together as a body. And I believe one of my guests recently, we we're talking about the need for reformation before we'll see real revival. And it's so important. You know, the Bible talks about repeatedly they were in one accord in one place. Then the Holy Spirit came. And that's so critical. Uh, plus, you're going out. I mean, you're not just staying within the four walls of the church. Those days, guys, are gone. America and many other nations, they're not just going to show up. I'll use an Aussie term, rock up at the churches. You know, they, 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 guys, they're going, they need you to go. Jesus said we're to go to them. And uh, it's so important. And I'm, I'm so blessed to hear that. Now, Jackie, let's take a moment and a few moment, minutes right now and minister to those who just really would like to be activated. There might be evangelists, emerging evangelists, revivalists, whatever fivefold. But would you just speak to that when we want to have you just pray and, and just impart and, and, and leave some deposit from the Lord and some inspiration here? Amen. I actually want to just speak into what you were saying there, Glenn, because yeah, go ahead. You, I, I could feel such a reverence for God uh, when you were saying that because the thing is what well, I've been crying out for, for the evangelists and the pastor to be able to work together and to function together as the body. And I want nothing more that when I see a soul saved, I want to bring them into the body of Christ and I want to be able to do that well because I am I feel like this is a key or a strategy that God is showing me and revealing me for the coming harvest, that the evangelists and the pastors, 
you know, we all need to function together. But, you know, the foundation of the church is the apostle and the prophet. And so we need pastors because that's the shepherding um, to actually help us, the evangelists, we need to work together. And I also want to say the evangelist needs to be sober-minded. And it says this, um, this is a Second Timothy. It says be sober, but it says you be watchful, which means be sober, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. And so one of the things that the Lord has been saying to me is, Jackie, as an evangelist, you will fulfill your ministry, but we must endure those afflictions. And, and you heard me talk about the sufferings of this present time and not worthy to the glory that will be revealed. One of the things about an evangelist, we are frontline ministers. We go out, we win the lost. You know, last Friday night I was out preaching on the streets and I had uh, manifestations, people yelling in front of my face, uh, people swearing at me. Uh, people committing certain things in, in front of me and, and asking the hard questions. Um, but what I was saying to the Lord in that moment was, you know, um, though you slay me, I will trust you and let me be unscathed. And I've had this picture of, you know, even if a gun was held to my head or even if I, you know, if something happened to me, you know, though I was cut or someone like came and they, whatever, they tried to hurt me. I said, God, let me bleed Jesus. If I'm persecuted, then let me bleed Jesus. And the whole time last week when I was open air preaching with, you know, an amplifier mic on the streets and uh, it's Pride Month, but Jesus, I didn't condemn one that has sinning differently to what, to what I actually did. And I was like the woman at the well. I'd had five husbands and the man that I was with now was not even my husband. But she was an evangelist and she ran out and she said, let me tell you about a man that told me everything that I ever wow. did. Let me tell you about a man that told me everything that I ever did. And yeah. so I believe there's a fresh commissioning on this broadcast today that God is going to remind you that it's time to step out of the boat. And the Lord told me I was going for a run this morning. He said, Jackie, I'm going to commission the evangelist on this broadcast. I'm going to reawaken the evangelist to fulfill the call of an evangelist. And the call of an evangelist actually includes to endure afflictions. We're called to endure afflictions. And so I believe that God's saying, step out of the boat again. I will calm the, calm the wind and the waves. But you need to keep your eyes upon me and you need to walk on the word. And so I believe that there are many evangelists that will watch this. There are many people that will see the gift and the calling and even be reminded. Maybe you know an evangelist. And so I want you to remind them to fulfill the call of an evangelist. And if they're going through sufferings to actually endure those tries and tribulations, because if you ever look at the life of Joseph, because Joseph had a dream and he knew, and I have a dream to see the masses saved. But Joseph, Joseph had a dream. And when he had that dream, everything was actually set up in opposition to that dream to test his character. Let me tell you, the things that, that, that come up against you, you know, like Paul, where he had an angel, a thorn in his side. And so there's a buffering that happens in the realm of the spirit. But God says, endure the afflictions and fulfill the calling and do the work of an evangelist. And so I pray right now, 
If you're an evangelist and God's called you to evangelize, I want you to type in the comments, type, that's me. Type, that's me. Because I want to pray for you. I want to release right now a fresh fire upon your feet. Because the thing is, with an evangelist and being out there preaching the gospel on the front lines, there are spirits of intimidation that will try and shut you down. But God says, open your mouth and I will fill it. He says, don't look to the east or to the west, but you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I see many people on here. I see West David saying, that's me. I see Mac Pratt. Max Prince saying, that's me. If that's you, then say, that's me. Because God is going to move in power upon your life. God is going to make a way for you to preach the gospel. And I think sometimes we look for a ministry pulpit in the church. Patricia Morris is saying, that's me. Sometimes we look for a pulpit in the church. And God's saying, your pulpit is standing on the corner. Your pulpit is your neighbors. Your pulpit is your family. Your pulpit is the unsaved. And so stop looking to the church. Stop looking to the church in order to fulfill your destiny. Stop looking to the church because you're called to the unsaved. You're called to the ones that are on the streets, the highways, the byways. You're called to the ones who are broken, the ones that actually need Jesus Christ, that need salvation, the message of the cross. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Deborah is saying that's me. You read, sir? Colin, you're saying that's me. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Bill Roll is saying Let's, that's me. I thank you, Jesus. And so if that's you, I just want you to put Christina saying that's me. Put your hand on your heart. Even if you're watching the replay, you can still type that's me. So thank you, Jesus. You can put your hand on your heart. I feel the fire of God in my bones. I feel the fire of God. You know, I feel his fire daily, but I do it. I feel his fire because his fire is shut up in my bones. His fire is shut up and he's going to captivate you and you're going to feel his fire shut up in your bones and you're going to say, Worry, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. And I believe that God's raising up Joan of Ox in this time. He's raising up Joan of Ox. And so there's a fire. Colin saying, that's me, healing evangelist. And so, Lord, I thank you for all these ones that have said, that's me. I thank you, Jesus, that you give a grace to endure the afflictions, that you would give a grace to endure the sufferings. And, Lord, we repent right now of our own apathy. We repent from our own complacency. We repent from double-mindedness. I want you to say this after me. I repent from double-mindedness. I repent from my own hypocrisy. I repent for thinking God is going to do something one way because he's outside of my paradigm. So I repent from my apathy and I nail all of these things to the cross of Calvary. And so Lord, I thank you that you are going to move in power and that fire falls upon sacrifice. And Lord, give these ones a burden for the lost. Give them such a burden for the lost that will completely overtake them. And so, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you'll set fire. Set fire to their feet, Lord God. Set fire, Lord God, to their words. Set fire, Lord God, to their bones. Set fire, Lord God, for their mouths, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that they will fulfill the work of the evangelist, Lord. The Lord says, step out of the boat. And so, Lord, I thank you for signs and wonders because your word says that you called the 12 disciples to yourself and you gave them power and authority to cast out demons, Lord God, and to, to actually seal the see the sick healed, to see the blind eyes healed, to see the lame walk, to see 
the, the deaf ears pop open in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, I thank you for signs and wonders, for signs that make people wonder. And so, Lord, I thank you that you've given us power over any unclean spirits. And so, Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for bold proclamations of the gospel. And Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for that dead-raising, miracle-working power of the one true living God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. The Lord God has anointed you to preach the good news. It's the gospel, the good news of good tidings. And so, I, Lord, I thank you for that anointing from the Holy One, the anointing from the Holy One. I thank you, Lord, for the oil of Aaron. Lord Jesus, for the oily ones. Lord, we're not foolish virgins. We are wise virgins. We are the oily ones. And Lord, I thank you that alabaster jar, Lord, that we're breaking open that alabaster jar in the name of Jesus, that we're going to fully give our hearts, our desires, our agendas, our egos, our logos, Lord God, our will for your will. Our desire for your desire, Lord God. And so, Lord, captivate every person at the sound of my voice. Captivate every heart, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, bring resurrection power, Lord God. Lord, that they lay hands on the sick and see deliverance. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Running with the fire. Captivated by the fire. Thank you, Lord, for eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and in, in doing in this hour, Father. I see you setting the church on fire. I see signs and wonders. I see the miracle working power of God. America shall be saved. Europe shall be saved. Australia shall be saved. New Zealand shall be saved. Africa shall be saved. Receive the fire. Receive the fire. No more delay. I thank you, Jesus, for a blood-washed America. A blood-washed America. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. God is going to do his best work yet. You know, he says, my people will be volunteers in the day of my power. And I believe now. Now is the day of his power. Now is the time. You know, today is not only the day of salvation. Now is the time of salvation. And so, Lord, we thank you that we're going to proclaim, Lord God, your glory among the nations. And we're going to see you do the best work yet. We're going to see the best work done yet, Lord God. And so, Lord, I thank you that the body of Christ is rising, Lord God. She's not dead. She's sleeping, but we're going to wake her up. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that these are the ones that will be so burning with the fire that others will come and watch you burn. And when they watch you burn, that they'll be set ablaze as well for the glory of Jesus Christ, for the glory of his name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um. You know, I saw someone uh, with uh, breathing issues. So does someone have, uh, I'll see if I can uh, watch the, you know, what people are saying in here, but I saw someone with breathing issues. And so if that's you, I just re release right now healing to your lungs and the Ruah breath of God. Um, I feel like God's saying he's putting breath back in your lungs. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I commend 
asthma attacks uh, be healed in the name of Jesus. Yeah, um, I saw someone as well. Um, it was like I could see something wrapped around this part of the brain, like a compression thing, and God's uh, lifting off that off of your brain uh, so it's been pressing up against you uh i saw as well um you know someone if this is you just write it in the comments so i can see it and i can pray for you by name but i saw like compression in the mind and so i break that off you i break right now that unclean spirit off your mind in the name of jesus lord i thank you and lord i bless the apostle Jesus, I honor the apostles that will watch this because um, you're the least and you are the most despised. And so I pray right now for healing of the hearts of apostles and also um, pastors and leaders as well. Lord, I thank you that that you are awakening hearts back to first love and that you are reminding people the joy of salvation. And uh, I feel like some people, um, maybe you're in the busyness of life or the busyness or maybe uh, from the past season, um, there's been hurts and pains and and suffering as well. I even saw like arrows coming against leaders. And so I feel like God's pulling out those those arrows. And I feel like the Lord's saying there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and I feel like leaders and pastors, I pray as well that you'll be invigorated as well. God's bringing a reestablishment, that you are a steadfast pillar in the house of the Lord. And so I even, um, oh, wow, I apologize as well to pastors and leaders as an evangelist uh, for being uh, wayward or rebellious. I apologize as well uh, as an evangelist too. Um, you know, we we don't uh, desire to lead anyone, you know, astray or out of the church of God, but we want to bring people in. And so we, we love the fact that we get to work with you. So I apologize as an evangelist. You know, if any evangelist has hurt you or had an orphan spirit, as an evangelist, I apologize uh, for that, but I pray in the name of Jesus for the evangelist to receive even more revelation of the spirit of sonship. And so I pray right now in the name of Jesus, just for an anointing and a fresh oil as well for pastors and leaders and apostles to work with the evangelist because we love you and we need you. We love you and we need you, but I honor all the apostles and the pastors and the leaders that will watch this broadcast or maybe the replay of the broadcast. And I, I feel like, you know, it says in the scripture that it says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. And so I feel like as well sometimes the more things that we know, the more compassionate and the more broken we are for the body. And so I just pray as well for grace as well because I feel like you have such, you know, pastors, they're good shepherds and they have a care for the sheep. And so I pray for such a grace. Um, upon the leaders and the ministers of God who are actually helping the sheep to navigate through even the last uh, 18 months. It's been yeah. a very different season That's for right. the Christ, but I pray as well mm-hmm. for a healing of hearts of pastors and leaders, yeah. and I pray that we would help pastors and leaders and we would hold up and lift up pastors and leaders. We need to pray for our leaders, and I pray right now in the name of Jesus that people, the body of Christ would understand that and not project our brokenness at our leaders, but pray for them because they need prayer as well. Amen. So I pray that in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Wow. Thank you, Jackie. Praise God. You know, all of what you shared was just 
um, so spot on the will of the Lord, you know, and when we read the scriptures and we understand the Bible talks about you can build on no other foundation. Of course, the foundation is Christ in first Corinthians three. And so what you are walking in that revelation is foundational revelation. So important to build. And, and so all that you've ministered today, even in terms of reaching out to the pastors, bringing, uh, seeing that cohesion between fivefold, all of that is so important. Seeing, um, the fire of God, the passion of the Lord return that first love to all of us. That's so critical. And thank you for walking in that and modeling that and, and really having a right spirit, you know, having a humble spirit and, and a heart of compassion for others. I know God's going to use you tremendously. Um, I saw some things happening and new nations, new platforms, and the Lord's going to open up doors for you tremendously because you, what you carry is so critical in terms of the need for it to be uh, disseminated in this season. And so we thank God for your life. We thank God for calling you, you know, before you were born, while you were yet in your mother's womb, he sanctified you, he set you apart and he called you for such a time as this. Thank you so much for being our guest today. And Jackie, just before we close out this broadcast, um, people want to connect with you. Let's just talk about that. How do they connect with you? Yes, you can connect with me on my Facebook, Jackie Ford. Or if you um, want to connect with me as a pastor or for prayer, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to invite me somewhere, <laughs> you can send me an email, info at heavensharvest.org. That's info at heavensharvest.org. Thank you so much for having me today, Glenn. It's an absolute honor and privilege to talk with you. Right. And thank you. I appreciate that. I don't mean right like it's a privilege, but I mean, it's a privilege for me to connect with you. So good. Yeah, we're going to make sure this broadcast gets uh, brought, literally disseminated as many people need to hear this. This is critical. We'll stay in touch with you, Jackie. We'll we'll do that and we continue to pray for you. We'll do that. We ask everybody who's watching, make a commitment. Would you please just pray for Jackie in this season that God would use her not only to be effective in her kingdom assignment, but also to equip and raise up others as well, revivalists, evangelists, and so on. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, being part of the broadcast today. My name is Glenn Blakeney. And again, um, my guest has been Jackie Ford of Heaven's Harvest Ministries, and her email address has been there on the screen. And uh, we'd just like to invite you to connect with us. You can go to awakenations.org. Learn more about our kingdom community, the free online courses that we offer. And would you follow us on social media? Follow me, Glenn Blakeney, on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube. We've got lots of stuff there. And also, guys, in addition to that, um, would you actually follow our broadcast, subscribe to it? We're on all the major podcast platforms. Rate it and leave a review. That helps us so much. For the Kingdom Encounter broadcast, guys, we appreciate you. We love you. And we thank God for his body and what is going on in this season. Bless you guys. Again, 
an honor to connect with you today. And our guest has been Jackie Ford. And uh, guys, I know you're going to want to share this broadcast. Would you just do that before you leave today? Hit the share button, leave your comments, and do feel free to uh, follow Jackie on social media again as well. God bless you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Great evening, wherever you are in the world, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. And we thank God for his body and what is going on in this season. Bless you guys. Again, an honor to connect with you today. And our guest has been Jackie Ford. And uh, guys, I know you're going to want to share this broadcast. Would you just do that before you leave today? Hit the share button, leave your comments, and do feel free to uh, follow Jackie on social media again as well. God bless you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Great evening, wherever you are in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. To learn more about us, including how to connect to our kingdom community, please visit our website, awakenations.org. Again, that website address is awakenations.org. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can receive powerful, life-changing teaching. We appreciate that effort, and we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Kingdom Encounter. Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th, C-Club for details.